Welcome, you're listening to Abnormal Japan, a podcast based in Tokyo. We share our experience living in Japan while diving into abnormal topics. If you're an expat, curious about traveling, or just a lover of all things Japan, check us out. You can find our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and YouTube. All the links will be in the description. Alright, let's get on with it. Hey everyone, I'm your host, Bree. Welcome to season two. I hope you all enjoyed the last season. We appreciate everyone who tuned in. This season will be a weekly pod versus a season drop. So I hope you all are ready. As always, I'm here with my co-host. What up, 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 what up. I'm Ashish. Um, if you have any topic suggestions, leave a comment. And if you'd like to give us extra support, thank you. Find us on Ko-Fi and Patreon. All right. So let's get into today's topic. Mm-hmm. The Tokyo 2020 Olympics and Paralympics. Yeah, I didn't know they were doing both. Yeah, they're doing both. They definitely are. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go. So in this episode, we're going to discuss the changes we've seen over the past two years in regards to Japan's preparation or lack thereof <laughs> for the influx of tourists they're about to host. Yeah. Because the Olympic Games is going to be scheduled for July 24th which is our anniversary, ironically. And the Paralympics began August 25th of 2020. Okay, so they're a month apart then. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of stuff going on, I'm assuming. (laughs) Dang, that's going to be a packed, what is that, summer fall? Yeah, pretty much. It's going to be a lot going on. All right, so the last summer Tokyo Olympics was in 1964. Yes, 1964. And Japan became more developed. What rose from this time was the Tokyo Tower, which is like the red and white tower. And that's actually made for broadcasting throughout Japan so that they can uh, share radio to the whole nation. So wait, the Tokyo Tower was invented, not invented, I'm sorry, was built for the Olympics? Yes. And it stands as the second tallest structure in Japan. But what was also made was the Shinkansen bullet train. So everyone kind of knows that. Like, right. ooh, Japan's very fast train. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It was for fast and long travel. So the max speed is 320 kilometers per hour. That's Dang. fast. So I didn't know the Tokyo Tower was made for the Olympics. But did you know ooh. it's actually taller than the Eiffel Tower that it's modeled after? Really? Yeah. Oh. I heard that somewhere on the internet. I was like, that's weird. And I saw a picture of him. I was like, oh, it is taller. It's taller oh. than the Eiffel Tower. The Eiffel Tower is a lot older, though. So like, Yeah, and it was inspired by the Eiffel right, Tower. Right, right, Because, you know, Japan has, like, this admiration for France. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just thought about that. Yeah. There's, like, bakeries everywhere. Yeah, you're right. there. Yeah, like, there's a lot of French bakeries. Yeah. French-inspired bakeries. Says a lot. Yeah, that's, I don't really... Really, that's really interesting, actually. <laughs> yeah. Huh. So since we live in Tokyo, we've seen changes happen pretty rapidly. We've been here since late 2017. Mm-hmm. Most of the major changes, though, we've noticed that they've begun in 2018. Right, so last year. Yeah. If anything, Tokyo is transforming to the global standard for a major city. And to be honest, these changes were going to happen regardless of the Olympics. Right. The pressure is on for Japan, and I want to talk about it. Yeah, let's go. We're here for it. So one thing I have noticed, right, especially when we were talking about last year, is it's kind of rapid. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like a lot of people, at least what from what I see on Twitter, a lot of people were saying like, oh, dang, like all these changes are just happening all of a sudden. But like yeah. before that, you know, it wasn't as slow. And we'll talk about some of the changes. But yeah, they started yeah. demolishing the stadium that they used before to rebuild. Right. Uh, Cause they weren't, I guess, fancier or whatever back in 2016. I mean, it makes sense. It's from the sixties. So, like, so they wanna... only four years of a project. And I've heard they have some delays. Oh, like for certain athletic stadiums for like the soccer, oh. this and that. We're going to mainly talk about the changes on a residential level. Okay. I don't know that much on an athlete level. Cause I did see some articles about how athletes are worried about, certain stadiums right and locations that's interesting okay and see 
the changes that I was noticing, or at least that people were talking about, like, you know, new train stations or like new developments in those areas, those are residential too. Like they affect the residents, not necessarily like yes. the Olympic thing. And, I mean, it's for mm-hmm. the Olympics, but like, you know, it affects more than just that. Yeah. And we live here, so we see more than just a tourist coming by. Like we've mm-hmm. seen this for the past two years and it was totally different even for us just two years ago right so i wanted to talk about what are some of the changes that you noticed okay hmm (laughs) let's see i notice a lot more english um at least in terms of like uh announcements right like train announcements uh public announcements i think nhk the uh, national like television media Mm -hmm. service they offer a for non- foreign peoples a like here's a quick guide to learn japanese like they do a radio program and uh i think like a workbook series they started pushing that a lot more like on the internet and mm-hmm. stuff so that's something I they're noticed. kind of like japan's pbs yeah 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 yeah, mm-hmm. yeah um, so i definitely noticed like um when, when it comes to the english when we first got here it was mainly in the airport that you would see like hiragana katakana and then english yeah but now I see it more like in Konbini's, which is a convenience store. So like your family marts, your right, 7-Elevens, right, right. your, your Lawson's. Lawson's your, all um, even as simple as like the onigiris, which is the rice balls. They used to just have the Japanese word. Yeah, that's true. But now every onigiri has like the English translation. Yeah, on the wrapping in the front. That's that. Yeah, and it's not just those. It's sometimes the chips too. The chips, you know, yes. I'll be looking at the chips. Like <laughs> I know he does. All the chip brands now have like the Japanese name at the top, and like in the bottom corner, they got the English name. Yeah, I noticed that, and like you mentioned, the train displays. Yeah, yeah. So when you're inside the train, there's like a screen that tells you train stops, and there's a lot more English, and then there's like this female voice vocal translation whatever it's said in japanese she says it like in english right right which when we first got here it wasn't that common so like we had to know what we were doing yeah but now it's like i'm kind of getting used to the english and i kind of hate it because i'm like that's not helping my japanese learning yeah i will say sometimes i'll try to like i'll try to check myself with the first one and then like double check with the english one true it yeah. is a good practice because they That's, always yeah. say the japanese first yeah yeah, yeah. so if mm-hmm. you hear something i normally like perk up or pop my headphones off um, yeah and yep. then there's more english education so true you came here for english teaching they definitely have been ramping that up with like mm-hmm. language schools a lot of alts like assistant language teachers are coming yeah positions are opening up actually in more high schools than before because the high school students are actually the ones who are going to be working part-time and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so before a lot of teachers would come in um for junior high or elementary school but i've noticed a lot more high schools opening their doors and accepting more positions like they're getting funding for that because they know that a lot of their students are going to be working you know, and directly interacting with foreign peoples. And also uh, the NHK thing, like they're pushing the, hey, learn Japan, uh, not learn Japan. Um, learn English. Or no, the, the NHK thing really? is learn Japanese. So oh. yeah, they have a radio program. I found out about this recently. Oh, for foreigners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. so like if you want to visit or if you're just like curious to learn, like they have a like a PBS thing, like you were saying, and it's, hmm. it's totally free. Um, I think you can go to their website or something like that. But yeah. That's something I noticed is like they're trying to get more interaction between the languages. That's good because like I have also noticed there's like more translation beyond English. Right, right, Like I've seen Chinese, Korean, Spanish. Yeah, and I think that's actually really important, especially when you're in the 23 wards, like central Tokyo. You're going to see those train displays not only in English but in those other languages. And when I first saw that, I was like, whoa that's korean whoa that's chinese like yeah 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 it was it was cool but okay another thing i've noticed is cashless payments Mm -hmm. so if you remember if y'all were listening to episode one oh my god way back it was a a way it was a long time ago we were talking about how cash is so important in japan yeah well as time has gone on and we're getting closer to the olympics you like we can use credit cards 
almost anywhere now if we wanted to it's getting more common for sure a lot more places have the little um the little what's it called chip swipe the little chip thing yeah yeah like you can do it at restaurants uh mm-hmm. department stores uh online yeah it's getting more common um especially when it comes to like uh not chains but like bigger brand things so mm-hmm. i know it's less common in smaller stores and stuff like that but most places you go to they got card things now yeah um, that's true yeah and they they usually have like the whole sika ic thing like they've had that going on for a while but no credit cards are are not just credit cards you know like debit cards and like all that like they're they're more common now yeah they're accepting especially more international credit cards which was lacking when we got here because we could barely pay anything with our international card yeah didn't they say it had to be like a japanese card yeah like when we first got here we couldn't use anything card related but that's changing which is good because a lot of foreigners are going to be coming with um you know their cards yeah like those traveler cards the visas mm-hmm. and mastercard yeah because they're gonna have all those benefits amex yeah so i'm glad they're doing that because they're gonna get a lot more money that way yeah <laughs> yeah so another thing i've noticed um which i have seen some backlash mm. on the internet from like the japanese like citizens like the population yeah yeah the population um there's less indoor smoking areas so when we go to some restaurants, there's usually like a room with a smoking area and there's like Yeah, it's like a closed off box area. Yeah, and there's like ashtrays. Apparently we don't really go to that many traditional restaurants here, but apparently they still have like ashtrays out and stuff like that. Oh, like open smoking areas? Mm-hmm. But they're like lessening that because oh. uh they want um the Olympics to be smoke free, which that is a huge goal for Japan because they love their cigarettes. Yeah. It's they love wild. it but i have seen more like localized semi-closed um closed off outdoor spaces for smoking yeah that's true they're putting up little not like they look like bus stops but they're not bus stops yeah they're, they're just like zones. walls and you can kind of go in there and so like the smoke doesn't really like bleed into the yeah, sidewalk it's not as much uh, a lot more people are smoking the like cigarette vape pens the with nicotine or like vape stuff in general and that's a big change too because the secondhand smoke on that is not nearly as bad Mm. i will say i haven't seen that many vapes though no i've seen more uh like advertisements for it yeah there's a lot of advertisements and shops business people like instead Mm. of doing cigarettes they'll have what like i'll think it's a cigarette but then i'll see in their hand it's like a little white thing attached to a box like a oh okay it's not like a pen no not a pen Mm. not pen stuff but like not knockoff cigarettes but like e-cigs like not yeah, vapes so like but a, e-cigs yeah like a pen like a vape pen i haven't seen that many pens I, people go like all out here sometimes like i'll mm-hmm. see like big old bulky ones but a lot of times it's like like slender kind of looking like cigarette ones but they're just not cigarettes and they can do it in more areas because mm. it's not technically smoking but yeah, also it's not true. as bad in secondhand but yeah i know a lot of um foreigners are like obsessed with vapes so they're probably gonna bring their vapes over yeah yeah so okay another thing i notice is smartphone based payments we don't normally do this here because like i said when we first got here we just got used to paying cash for everything but i have noticed that some combinis have their own like pay via your phone oh that's interesting they're doing that so like more people can kind of do the whole pay with your phone right but usually the only way you can do that is if you have your phone registered in Japan so that you right. can get the app. So you have to have a Japanese phone or you have to have the Japanese app? The Japanese like app store. Oh, okay, so like, you gotcha, know, we gotcha, have gotcha. iPhones they are unlocked. Right. Um, th- we bought them in the States, but if we chose the app store's country to the Japan, we'd be able to oh, like the re- download oh. it. Yeah. But because we have the U.S. app store. Can we you, probably like, can no they're working on it i know with like suica right. which is the ic card that you use for um paying for your train ticket right it's like the jrls thing. yeah they i remember last year they came out with like a um like an online app so they can tell your balance because before like if you just have your card you have to go somewhere where it tells you your balance right you gotta tap it somewhere yeah but if you have the japanese app you can get that and they're thinking hmm. of making it an international 
um, app. Oh, like mm-hmm. opening. That would be useful. Because I would. saw ads on the train stations for you can use your Suica with Apple Pay. Like you can put it on your yeah. Apple Pay, but it has to be a Japanese iPhone. I was like, no, no, not a Japanese iPhone. It has to be the app has to be downloaded through the Japanese app store. Oh, OK, OK, mm-hmm. OK. See, I thought it was if you had a Japanese iPhone, you could use it. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Well, okay. I mean, I could be wrong, but I know when I was trying to download it, it wasn't on the U.S. store, but it was on the Japanese store. Oh, okay. so I feel like it's a what country you choose. But right. I think that's pretty cool that they're becoming more mobile friendly. Yeah, it's a step because mm-hmm. I know mobile is big in Japan, like more than computers and all that. Like people use their phones a lot. Yeah. Even their flip phones. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Even their fancy little flip phones. Yeah. All right. So Japan is experimenting with some things All right. for the Tokyo Olympics. Now, I feel like this is why things are probably getting delayed because they're trying to make this <laughs> way too cute. You know, Japan. I mean, they're trying to be like, oh, look at me. We're Japan. I know. So let's let's go through them. All right. So in Tokyo Station, they're going to have an AI named what? sakura who can speak english chinese korean and japanese to answer visitors questions with a smile like okay that's so, cute the ai sakura mm-hmm. is it gonna be a robot or just like a, a screen um i think it may be like a digital screen okay and it's gonna have like a they said like a female ai man all right whatever you know whatever you know they're super binary about it but what i'm kind of concerned it's like okay so is there just gonna be like a line because okay in (laughs) japan (laughs) japanese people are very okay i'm not gonna say very polite they're generally polite and they know how to like take turns kind of with their own people yeah i feel like there's an understanding of that yeah they're like okay this is my turn but foreigners if they see a cute sakura thing and they want to take pictures and you know for their instagram it's gonna be grouped up everyone's gonna be like oh my god oh my god so i just feel like they think that the interactions are gonna go smoothly but i feel like it's gonna be chaotic uh yeah and i mean okay first of all an ai named sakura like y'all i know y'all stay coming with this and sakura means cherry blossom if for those that don't know but it's right. it's pretty known and to my understanding it's typically a feminine name as well so like True. we can only assume there's gonna be like a female ai or whatever thing she's gonna oh my god oh my gosh it's gonna be super high pitch and it's probably gonna be saying the same thing but in different languages like all so day like, Sta- welcome to tokyo station oh yeah. my god mm-hmm uh Okay, so next thing. Okay, so Tokyo Metro, the subway, is actually now starting to experiment with Alipay, Mm -hmm. which is a Chinese mobile payment, like um, iPhone, for subway passes. So, so if you're a Chinese uh, like citizen, or if you have like a Chinese app or whatever, yeah, if you have the if you have Alipay on your phone, dang, it's the app is Chinese, right? But if you have Ali Alipay on your phone. You can pay for subway passes. I don't know if you can fill up your Suica, like your IC card. Right. But you can buy subway passes. And they're actually experimenting with that now. I think they said they started in February. Okay. I know uh, a lot of stores started accepting it, like Uniqlo and Daiso. They started accepting Alipay for like payment methods as well. Mm. So I guess the next logical step is transportation if it's so Yeah, because and this is a stereotype that I've been told. So no offense to anybody, but I've been told that like, um that chinese nationals go ham with clothes shopping oh yeah so it makes sense yeah it makes sense why they would put ali i keep saying ali ali pay as an option for uniqlo and yeah a clothing departments because every time we go to the stores especially in central tokyo i do see like um from what i can tell chinese tourists yeah and they also have like the different alipays like they have alipay they have i know japan has line pay and like a bunch yeah. of other ones so that that is actually interesting i didn't know they would take it for subway passes yeah uh, that's what i'm saying they're experimenting they're really trying yeah i can see why it's getting delayed because you gotta like make all that infrastructure i know because they're trying to build and then they're trying to do all this cute stuff at the same time i mean you know what if they can pull it off 
you know they're going to be proud. It's that high risk, high stakes thing. Like mm-hmm. They're probably excited because I do know their work culture can be a drag. And I feel like they may be excited to do something so big. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like a huge festival party thing. Yeah. Like they, they, and they love festivals. Like I they just love think about festivals. the Olympics after parties. Ooh. Those are going to be so wild. Mm-hmm. Like. All right, so I'm just saying. Kind of back on the smoking <laughs> thing, right? We kind of right, talked right, about right, that right. earlier. Well, they do want to start banning smoking on premises on certain restaurants and convenies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I know Cesaria, which is like a Italian, um, it's not a buffet, but it's like an Italian restaurant. Yeah, I believe it's called a family restaurant. I don't know yeah, a family means. restaurant. It's really affordable. They actually are banning it altogether and most of their restaurants are smoke free completely like on their premises entirely like yeah in the restaurant and everything uh-huh. now 7-eleven is also trying to do it where there's no ashtrays outside and oh they say get the fuck out of here like, yeah <laughs> but that's where it's a hit or miss because not all 7-elevens are complying yes and also i want people to know that japan is a very clean country don't get me wrong but man, sometimes you will see whole ass packs of cigarettes that are empty just on the ground. Yeah. And a lot of times this buds, is everything. near or around convenience stores. So like. Oh, yeah. And then people would just know. be standing outside smoking, smoking, just chain, chain smoking. smoking. And you're just like, oh, oh, I'm just trying to get some chips, man. I mean, you're trying to walk through a fucking cloud of smoke. Yeah. So yeah. it is a hit or miss because Japan smokes a lot. So yeah, a lot of stores. Of uh, convenience stores restaurants are not convinced and they actually think they're gonna lose money if they ban it i feel like i understand because i'm sure like citizens are like why are you trying to make me stop smoking but i think they're trying to get people used to it so that by the time the olympics happens right they're just like let's get the pushback early yeah they're like let's (laughs) let's clean it up let's clean japan up i mean okay to be fair japan like i said it's pretty clean there are some areas where if like if you want grime, we got you. <laughs> we know where the grime is, especially and there in Tokyo. Is grime, trust. But yeah, you, it's not that bad. So I can see that being kind of an issue. Yeah. So along with the konbini aspect. Right. So for those that don't know, in Japanese convenience stores like in 7-Eleven, Family Mart, all those. Lost and all. They them. sell pornographic magazines straight up just out loud of course it's like semi covered up but you can literally (laughs) just go to the corner the back corner and like semi is being you can read them you can buy them so they have this huge pressure for these convenience stores Mm -hmm. to get rid of them like a hundred percent and they're already kind of losing in sales i've heard yeah. Um, but Japan's like, we need to clean up our image. And I remember we were talking to a friend and they were like, you know, these moms that are coming in with their children, oh, they are not going to like yeah. taking their kids to a convenience store and, and seeing them. And think about the placement of where they're at, like next yeah, to the Yeah, they're like fridges. child height. Yeah. And so like, even if technically you're not supposed to go over there, kids are going to be like, oh my God, what's this? And it's always like by the restroom. And you know, kids, they always want to use the restroom. I mean, so, kids have smaller bladders anyway. And, and these magazines are mostly like hentai. Yeah. So cartoon based. So it might catch their eye. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know? I don't really care that it's there, but I will say either they need to like change the placement or like at least put covers. Yeah. I, I, you yeah. know, at least do that. I will say, I think once they're gone entirely like the last couple of them are probably gonna be like collector's items true oh my gosh what if we collect them now and then sell them let's do it no okay so here's what we're gonna do we're gonna end this recording we're gonna go to 7-eleven and we're just gonna buy a bunch of porno mags and the people are gonna look at us like "Uh." leave a comment if you want one oh we'll figure something out we'll figure something yeah we we we're a small channel right now we have a whole year by the time this episode drops, we still have a whole year before 2020 yeah. comes up. What if we do reactions 
to the magazine. Yes, we'll buy a bunch on Patreon probably because YouTube would like <laughs> knock that out. <laughs> YouTube's gonna be like, get the shit off. Yeah, we'll YouTube would be friend. like, um, you're suspended. <laughs> All right, so we'll see how that goes in Japan. I think they're gonna actually do it. I think they're gonna do it because I think they know on this part <sighs> that they don't want that on like future articles and blogs like oh my gosh i went to a convenient you know yeah it was so sketchy like there are already people who do japan vlogs or whatever and they're like oh my god i went to a convenience store and bought porno or saw porno and it's like i think it's pretty cool because i don't know i like a more sexual liberated country but the thing is they're not fully there they're still really repressed about it it's like halfway yeah it's like i don't know I'm okay with it. Just mm -hmm. protect the children. That's all. Apparently, like back in the day, from what I hear, it wasn't even that uncommon to just, you'd be on the train and this is like pre like smartphones, right? So mm -hmm. like I said, Japan is like a super mobile, like friend, mobile friendly country. Like they have like websites and smartphones. They can do like video chats and all that like way early. Yeah. But like back in the day, it wasn't uncommon to just be on the train and you'd look over in like one of the other rows and then just be some dude reading a porno mag just out honestly loud. that still happens today like when we're on a train um it's on their phones now oh, occasionally yeah. i'll see people with hentai manga but i've seen it just you know they're loud. like really into it i'm like oh, okay let me just like look over my shoulder i'm like whoa opai boobs you know <laughs> but i mean it is what it is but yeah i could see like a lot more people just right doing that <sighs> Okay. Wow. So, <laughs> some other things. It's a little bit more on the eco-friendly side. All right, all right. Okay. Because we all know Japan's so eco-friendly. Mm. Not. Okay. <laughs> the goal, their goal, one of their goals is having recycled athletic uniforms only for the opening and closing ceremony. So, not for competition. Mm. So, you're saying like for the opening and closing, like the special events. Yeah. They want their clothes to be made from recycled clothing so they want tokyo hmm. 2020 games to be the most eco-friendly and it is a little ironic coming hmm. from a country who uses a lot of plastic Tons. like i'm telling you a lot so many times. yeah but small change is good so we'll see where that goes um they are in the process of getting donations and they're trying to like reform the clothes i think with the donation clothes and with like an algae system like i don't know what it is they have a whole project they got some kind of science experiment going on they do okay oh my god that actually reminds me of something what there's a manga let me tell you about this manga it has it the algae thing triggered a memory Oop. so i i forget what it's called it's called bio something i don't know but it's like a long-running manga apparently they this the story is they make this thing called bio meat right and it's like fake meat and it's made by using recycled oh, um whatever materials i think i remember this is yeah. it gross i don't know but what happens is the bio meat comes alive and Ew. it starts killing is people. it pink i don't know i don't remember i, read I like it barely so remember i don't know or is it green no that's a futurama like drink I don't know. The sludge the, thing. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm getting mixed up. Okay, no, no, go. No, but the, so the manga, it's a, it's wild. But basically, there's it's a story of like this group of people who, when they accidentally release the bio meat, it like starts taking over all of Tokyo. And then they take drastic measures and only like five kids survive when they hole up in this area. Oh, my god. And then gosh. the next half of it is like everybody's rebuilding man and it's set in tokyo too so like of course i forget what it's called you if y'all know, know please hit me on twitter or hit us on the abnormal japan twitter what is this so, yeah bio meat biohazard bio and meat something algae. man you know that's one thing i worry about living in tokyo i feel like if anything like crazy is gonna happen i feel like it's gonna happen in tokyo yeah yeah, like it's the big city zombie zombies tokyo oh my god plague tokyo um, bio me tokyo <laughs> like i just mm, uh, that's one thing i'm like mm, is it really I'm good sorry, to stay i didn't here? need to go off on a tangent but when you said they're trying to make some kind of algae thing i was like no no it's like no. they're using like an algae technology 
to mesh with donated clothes to make recycled clothes. You know how people make clothes okay. out of plastic bottles? So they're trying to make like new fabrics for the thing. Yeah, but oh, recycled. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I can get behind that. That's so cool. along with the recycled goods project, they right. are uh, in the works of doing this metal project. So they're mm. producing Olympic medals from donated materials. Now, they're not the first to do this, but they want to be 100% recycled in the summer mm. games. They want to be the first summer games to do 100% eco-friendly recycled goods. Really? So okay, something that's, that's unique about them is that they're actually asking their own citizens to donate jewelry, electronic appliances, huh. mobile phones. So this is restricted to Japan only. But I think it's kind of cool that it's like a team effort. Like, hey, everyone donate your like useless medals and we'll remake the uh like first place second place medals for that's the athletes cool. i think that's cool on two things like on the one end like the people get to feel like they're a part of the olympics and they're like oh yeah we're actually helping out and it is technically like environmentally more responsible i guess than like True. you know making something new i mean we can debate the environmental impact of the olympics all day but i guess that's a step i mean i think for as much damage that it's already doing I mean, these like stadium buildings and like this whole process the is construction is very anti eco friendly because you got to make a whole new thing. Yeah. But I do think the little bits work like I'm gonna, I'm not going to harp on them too much. Right. Like, like I said, we could go off on the Olympics and the, the ethics and the eco, yeah. whatever. But that's actually really cool on one thing, because mm -hmm. like the people get to feel like, oh, yeah, we're actually helping part of it. And also the Olympics saves a little bit of money. You know what I'm saying? They're like, hey, yeah, that's true. Shit. They're like, we don't need to get new metal. We don't got to buy it from landfills. No, just, just give it to us. Yeah. <laughs> and they're an island. So as much as they can do in-house yeah i think that's no, a smart straight move up, straight up all right so one of the last experiments that they're working on and this right, one right. kind of freaks me out and i'll tell you why okay tell so me there's that. a new train in the making it's a linear a in the making <laughs> yeah it's a linear train not a bullet train called the maglev okay which will run on a levitating force on like magnets i think they said superconductive magnets or whatever so it levitates okay. So it doesn't actually oh. touch the rails, so it can go super fast. So yeah, yeah, yeah. earlier with the Shinkansen, it was like 300-something kilometers per hour. This one roughly can go 505 kilometers per hour. I don't think my brain can process how fast that is. It's too fast. So the actual plan for the project right. to be finished is 2027. But they're trying, what? they are trying to get it done so that they can have tourists ride it. What? So they're trying to have like an experiment? Yeah. What? Okay. Now this, this is, is all one of those alleged. experiments that's like. This is all alleged, but I have seen articles about them working on it and they're like, yeah, if we can, because they're building a new station for it in Kofu. Which makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. In Kofu, they're going to have a whole new station. But my thing is. If your projected thing is 2027 and you want people to ride it seven years earlier that's and that thing is going to go 505 kilometers per hour. Oh, no, 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 no. That's fast. I am good. Wait. So when you say maglev, isn't the Shinkansen already like a magnetic train? Am I mistaken? No, it's not. Because they were saying how this is a linear train and like Shinkansen is a bullet train. I think it still is on the rails. That's so interesting. It may be like a little bit less. I'm not okay. a train file. Is that a word? Well, file means that you're like really into it. Like okay, audiophile, so cinephile. Trainophile. Uh, I don't know. file. yeah. <laughs> yeah, but if you know about trains, and I know there's some people who really love Japanese trains. If you know yeah. something about this, leave a comment because I'm learning more. But still, that still freaks me out that it's like not yeah. planned to be ready. So, and the thing is, tourists are going to do it. They're going to be like, ooh, we're the first one. Let's ones. do it. Oh, man. Oof. So, I don't know why I have this in my mind, but I remember when I was little, somebody was like, they have a train in Japan that is on magnets. And I was like, that's whack. And then we made one in like a science class. It's like, oh, push the, the little magnets on the little, like we made a little magnet circle yeah. track. And then they're like, push it. And it floated on the thing. I was like, 
Okay, that makes sense. I guess yeah. they do have a train in Japan. Like, I don't know. I'm not in Japan. I feel like it's partially magnet and then partially rail because it I... can't go as fast. Because they're like saying the maglev is like all of that. Oh, dang. So I feel like there might be something. And they probably have to build that infrastructure too. So it makes sense that it would take a while to build. Yeah, I'm just like, that train needs to have so many tests over and over and over before I get on <laughs> You know what would be better? If they do the the train station, but on the side they have like a little like semi roller coaster where they just put what? you in a box. No, 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 they put you in a box right? and they simulate the speed. That's it. <laughs> That's so much some jank. That's so jank. <laughs> I would like to see it. Like I'd like to go and see it move. I'd be like, okay, go. You say look at it. You don't want to see. You say look at it from a distance. Yeah, from a distance, not inside. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm gonna need it to release whenever it's fully ready and then wait some oh my god you're saying like get some buffer time mm-hmm. dang no 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 no. that's too fast why do i need to go that fast that's not natural <laughs> okay let's not go into the natural territory yeah i know we're not trying to bring up any oh, natural fallacies or anything but for me i i don't need to move that fast so like you say linear it, so there's there's no curves on the tracks no <laughs> that would make it worse like, i guess that makes sense but like, if there was a curve it would just whoop go off the rail or off the magnets hope you're enjoying this episode don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast want us to ramble about another topic drop a comment below on our instagram twitter or facebook links as always will be in the description all right back to the podcast So I want to talk about what we foresee happening. Mm. Like we've been here, we've been looking, we've been paying attention to what's going on <laughs> and we want to share what we think is going to happen once <laughs> all the tourists are in right. Tokyo and the Olympics are running. Even like the months before, like we have, we have some opinions. Yeah. People are going to come early. They're going to probably overstay and it's going to be like, packed yeah like so it's packed now one of my inklings is there's going to be mega traffic congestion not just cars but walking traffic because in japan a lot of people walk yeah you walk everywhere so something that i've noticed is that on the train platforms right so after you sign in your little ic card and you're waiting for the train i have yet to see english translations on the stickers on the floor where it says oh stand here because in japan it's very organized it's like blue lines green lines it's like this segment is for the train that's coming up and this segment is for the future train right. but it's all in japanese yeah yeah yeah. so i feel like when foreigners like it's particularly tourists come they're gonna be like where do we stand and they're just gonna stand like in a blob yeah i know when i first got here um one of the first things I did was with a group of the other jets that were uh, in the orientation time. They mm-hmm. were like, hey, do y'all want to like go to the Harajuku area and like y'all can get your suikas and we can show you guys how to work the train system, right? Yeah. And I was like, yes, I need that information because, you know, nobody else was talking about it. So we went, we, they showed us how to get the suika from the machine. Mm-hmm. They had English at the, the Shinjuku station, right? So that was useful. Like on the platform? On the machine where you get it. Oh, yeah, the machines. Cart. But I'm talking yeah. about the stickers on the ground. No. So this was, again, 2017. I had to follow this group of people, right? Mm. It was like a mixed group of people. And we were all like, you know, new to Japan. So like a couple people had visited before. So they were kind of like leading the other uh, rest of us. And yeah. If I didn't do that, I wouldn't know anything when I first got here. Yeah, but even with that information, it took us a while to get to know, like, the body language. Because there's certain things that you do. You step to the side and this and this and that. Right, even then I was just following them. Like, they kind of knew. Yeah, so that's something I'm going to notice particularly. Because I feel like already when we go to, like, uh, the Yamanote line, which is, like, a circle and it goes to like harajuku shibuya shinjuku yeah it's like it's a loop i already see foreigners just like piling up in circles and not standing correctly you know what i'm saying right and so it makes it hard to choose which uh train car you want to go into because they're just like all over the place so i think if there was some kind of translation they may 
pay attention. Of course, some people aren't going to be looking at the ground, though, but at least something. Yeah. Also, people are going to be there with their bags, their luggage, their like their their hiking bags, yeah. their 70 liter. Oh, my Man. gosh. So the, another thing is like I think there's going to be a lot of disruption and walk flow because in Japan, especially in Central, where all this stuff is going to happen, people walk fast with a yeah. purpose. They don't stop. They're like, go, 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 go. It's almost like New York in that way. It's like you just move. Yes. But with tourists, they're going to want to, you know, lay around. They're going to take pictures. Look up. <laughs> Even when, yeah, look up. Even when we're in Shibuya Crossing, which is like the infamous largest intersection in the world. Oh so many people God. just stand and you're like, I got to get to my location. And that's how I know I've been living here too long. Because I'm like, go, 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 go. And everyone's like, oh, wow, look at the clouds. Look at Starbucks. Yeah. Look, let me take a picture in the middle of the intersection and be cool. Like, yeah. So like we still do like some of those things where we'll go to different places. I know me personally, whenever I go to like Shibuya or Shinjuku, I'm always looking around because I'm like, man, I love this place. This is so cool. Yeah. But like not in a way that's like impeding my walking <laughs> or getting you know in the mean? way of people like we know. Yeah. OK. All right. It's time to go. But some people don't have that sense. And it makes sense. They're tourists. But I just feel yeah. like. That's going to be not just a Shibuya crossing. It's going to be like all over the place. Right. Like even now, mm -hmm. the, the tourist, I guess, tourist population doesn't make up the majority of people there. But when they become the majority of people, it's going to be a little difficult. It, to it's heightened for sure. Yeah. Um, especially since Ubers and taxis are really expensive. <sighs> They're going to be walking on foot. So yeah. that's just one of my inklings. Do you have any? Um. So in terms of the traffic congestion. So I actually had some students talk about what they think they're going to see at the Tokyo Olympics, right? Okay. So these are seniors in high school, and they're in, like, a elective class, essentially. So I gave them three different topics. The first one was, you know, what do you think the impact is going to be? So I gave them some sources, and they came back to me, and uh, in the class, I was like, so what do you think? A bunch of them had some really interesting points. So one of them was actually about the construction, like you were mentioning, they're saying the construction is going to be really beneficial, but also it's taking a while. So even the students know, like oh, yeah. they know, they're like, they know they, they did say, oh, I think it'll be OK. But there's a lot of construction. I was like, I mean, mm -hmm. I think you're just trying to be nice about it. And then mm -hmm. one of the other students had actually mentioned in 1993, there was a mustard gas or sarin gas uh, attack. So yeah. it was a terror attack mm -hmm. in the Tokyo subways. So Oof. he did mention that, you know, there needs to be some kind of implementation of security to make sure that doesn't happen again, or at least make people more aware of the situation so that True. people can also, you know, report suspicious activity that or is, something like mm -hmm. that. Yeah, that is something that I worry about because it's so congested already and so many things can happen right and in japan you can't carry weapons around so police aren't in my opinion capable of handling people who may still have weapons on them right because they're not expecting it in different parts of the world people have like knives on them for like exactly. protection or even box openers if you're like a worker or something like that you and know like, yeah the the policemen i know they're gearing up you know they're getting their guns they're getting this this and that but i just still feel like they they don't know how to handle um mess or trouble so i do worry about that and is part of the reason why i right. may not be around for the olympics because <laughs> yeah. i do worry for some kind of attack whether that's it a is, stabbing attack likely, or yeah. a gas or bomb or something cuz i just feel like there's way too many people. Like I said, if it's going to happen anywhere, it's going to happen in Tokyo. Yeah. And and what surprised me was that the students were aware of that. Like young people were consciously aware of that. Well, might be a possibility. I do think a lot of it's pushed in the news because even in the train stations, remember, like ever, ever since like last year, they're like, oh, we're suspicious of terror make sure you're oh, suspicious yeah. if you see anything suspicious let us know and it's like Which, kind of high alert vibe so it puts everyone in an anxious mood and then of yeah. course they portray foreigners especially black and brown people as danger as suspicious oh, yeah. 
So they I never just mentioned yeah. like, okay, watch out for these signs. Mm-hmm. They just say report suspicious activity. So like, so if you have any kind of bias, that's suspicious activity. I know. Anyway, but that was uh the that actually surprised me that young people were aware of them, especially because it was probably before they were even born. I think it's good. I think it's good that they know because we need to be aware of this kind of stuff because I do know I have become soft in Japan. Yeah. Like I'm just, you know, in Houston, I'm like, I'm watching my back. I'm doing this, especially like in the locations of where I grew up. Awareness. Yeah. Here I've gotten a little soft. I'm like, Oh, nothing's really going to happen to me. Cause you can literally leave your bike unlocked. No one grabs it. You can leave your bag at your Starbucks table. No one's going to, you can leave your whole Mac pro and no one's going to touch it. So, you know, after being here, I just, I feel like I'm just, you know, not looking out. a little bit. But mm-hmm. also, I think that's, I don't know, that's a good and bad thing. But that is one thing I foresee. Is it like the mm-hmm. potential of some kind of situation? Like you mm-hmm. said, whether it's a stabbing or whether it's a terror attack. I really hope nothing happens. Like, I don't want something bad I to happen. I don't want it, yeah. But the potential, I feel like, is pretty high. Mm-hmm. That's that's all I'm saying. Like, I don't, like, I really don't well, want Well, I'm going to gonna manifest good vibes i'm gonna manifest safety for everyone yes. y'all pray for us and pray for everybody else yeah coming up because it's a huge event it is so, so many people in line with the whole um i guess discrimination with right. like who's suspicious or whatever right, right 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 i do think that japan okay they do a lot of microaggressions Mm -hmm. like staring making rude comments like calling people scary and ugly and dirty particularly to black and brown folk Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and also for people who have different body sizes and stuff like that and i just feel like you know that may have like kind of gone smoothly now because most of the foreigners here are just trying to get their coin they're not yeah, trying to get we're, deported we're trying to fight but with an influx of tourists especially american tourists and european tourists that's not going to be taken lightly and i think i hope well i hope that japanese people who have the tendency of doing these microaggressions understand that this is considered rude to other people like yeah. we understand that they don't think staring is rude so that's why i don't really take it that seriously yeah that but, was one of those culture shock things coming here it's like people will just stare at you true but i feel like with a lot of foreigners i wouldn't be surprised if someone became confrontational mm-hmm. and i just just a forewarning kind, yeah if anyone's being rude to anybody i feel like in this kind of situation where it's gonna get heated because it's gonna be summer Oh and my God, everyone's going to be ready. like hot and tempered and ready to fight. So I just feel like there's going to be some confrontations. And especially with the whole like you can just drink alcohol wherever. Like you never know. They're actually trying to stop that. That's okay. something I Oof. didn't really mention earlier, but they're Oof. trying to prevent um, uh, what's it called? Open. What is it called? Open can. Open, open can law. Like because right now you can literally drink alcohol outside like no problem. But I think they right. want to lessen that. Okay. Yeah, because I don't think, again, like you're saying, with the heat, people, I don't think people understand. Japan is humid. Like, it's going to be upsetting. And that's why they need to stop staring at people because (laughs) I'm telling you, I had to, ooh, I had to breathe. I had to learn to hold back because where I'm from, you stare at me, you are trying to get hit. Right. That's That's just, that's just it. I won't, I probably won't hit you. But, like, you're asking for it. And so here in Japan, I was like, okay, dial it back. This is a different country. But yeah, it was upsetting, mm-hmm. especially. And, and that's the thing. It was upsetting, especially because they just get away with it. And we have something to lose. But the tourists, they're here for, like, what? Maximum, like, three months. They don't got shit to Not lose. Not even just, like, 30 days. They don't got shit a to week. lose. They don't got shit to lose. They're like, oh, whatever. I, that's, uh, anyway. It's going to be on World Star. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so oh, world so I can see an influx of Japan Tokyo locations. Mm-hmm. Oh man! All right, so another <laughs> thing, I do foresee spaces oh. becoming full more quickly. Oh, so yeah. everything in Japan is built for smaller framed and shorter people, yeah. from the seats to the aisles to the to height the, of the sink in our apartment. <laughs> yeah, to the restaurant spaces. So I foresee citizens here, or just residents in general 
frustration of like delayed arrivals mm. to their work destinations because there's no blocked off route. So tourists can literally go on any transportation. Which I feel like that's fair. That's fair. But I will say it can interfere with people's work schedules. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Like they're going to take up more of the bus spots. Right. More of the train spots. And I just feel like the typical access that residents have here is going to like get affected. And so I would just advise just go early, Mm -hmm. you know. But I do foresee spaces getting fuller quickly because, you know, especially like Americans, I don't know about Europeans or anybody else. We are bigger framed, you know, yeah. and we take up we space. take up space. We, just, we have a lot like, of we things. are here. What's up? <laughs> yeah. And we like space. We don't want people True. in our bubble. So we're going to take up a lot of space in there in the trains and the buses. I hope people are nice. I always try to be nice and accommodating. Yeah. But. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Japan. When I when we first got here, I did feel um, a very like overarching sense of claustrophobia because a lot of uh, it's not even that like it's small, it's narrow. Yes, yeah, narrow. It's like I... like that. It, it it makes me like tense up my shoulders a little bit. I'm like, oh shit, I'm taking them to a space or like, will I fit? Like you know. I also feel kind of like, like gigantic because. If I'm in a situation, especially like a cramped train, I'm so tall Yo, and I'm only 5'7", y'all. But then there's like a like a circle of people who are like 5'2", five, 5'3", five, like right next to me. And I have no no hate towards 5'2", five, 5'3", five, people. Y'all are dope. But when there's a lot of y'all near me, I'm like, oh my God, I, I'm, I feel like a titan. <laughs> you know, like attack on titan. I feel like a titan. And I'm like trying not to move, trying not to hit anybody because I'm like... You know, my yeah, arms are bigger. Trying not to elbow somebody in the face. Yeah. yeah. So I understand what the claustrophobia. Yeah. All right. What else? What else you got? What can you foresee? I can foresee a lot of things. I can go oh on. Oh, my God. Okay. I'll yeah. just name a couple more. All right. Name a couple. Then I have one more. Okay. So all I have to say is cameras. Like. Oh, all I right. actually have a thing about the cameras. So all Japan right, right. has privacy laws. You can't film people's faces. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. They can sue you. Uh, you can't film indoors most places, like uh, businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, but we all know everyone is addicted to their phones, especially everybody's you know, a YouTuber. People outside of Japan. yeah, everybody's a YouTuber. Everyone's a podcaster. Everybody's something, right? <laughs> so I can see a lot of tourists. <laughs> either not knowing about this law or just straight dismissing it because like, nah, I want it for my gram. I want it for my YouTube. So I do feel like that's going to get in the way because I already see people just when we're in center, they're just like recording us. And I'm like, wait, hold up. I don't want my face to be in your vlog. Um, And then they also want like Japan, they want the Olympics to be um, phone, not phone free, but they don't want people to record so like a no camera, I don't know like what no- just happened to my voice, uh, a no camera zone. Yeah, right? like no cameras, no recording. And if you remember our episode about uh, music in Japan, episode right, three, right, season right. one, um, when we were talking about concerts, you can't record in concerts because of the copyright laws. Right, right. So it's kind of in line with that. They don't want people to record in the Olympics. Now, this is alleged. This is just things I've heard. Right. They're trying to make this happen, but... I really don't think they're going to pull that off. That's not possible to moderate. Just like, let's be honest. It's not. It's not. I don't know. And Um, yeah. On the note of cameras, mm -hmm. actually, I want to bring up, man, I'm just coming with a serious topic today and we can do a whole topic on Mm -hmm. uh, a whole episode on this topic. Right. I recently watched an Asian boss video. Mm -hmm. Uh, Asian boss is a YouTube channel covering topics um, spanning all across Asia. Mm-hmm. They did an interview with a spy cam detective. Oh, yeah. I remember so that one. So he mm-hmm. is a professional who has equipment to detect secret hidden cameras, which is a huge thing in all of Asia. Mm. Now, when you mentioned cameras, that actually kind of triggered another memory. I'm just getting Ooh, triggered. Yeah. I got all kinds of serious topics. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the, the, in the Asian Boss video, they did a thing where they're like, hey, come check out this hotel room. We've placed a bunch of cameras. See if you can find all of them. They found out of 30, they found 20. Mm. so that's something that personally i would be concerned about as a like if i was a tourist coming here because again we we live out here we're good you know we got our own apartment especially in those airbnbs airbnbs in the and what are they called the love hotels Mm -hmm. in the like cafes in the toilets toilets. because that's already a thing japan i think it just got 
skipped over by Korea recently, but Japan is notorious for spy cams in a women's toilet bowls. Right. And especially with like the techie toilets, people might just assume that tech stuff is supposed to be there. Yeah, I worry about that here because I have learned a lot about that. I'm just like, gosh, I really hope my butt is not on some <laughs> internet oh site. <laughs> I really hope yeah. it's not. But yeah, I would watch out for that because it would. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah, because I was just talking about the tourists, but like, right, 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 you right, know, right. people want to see tourist things. That, so. <laughs> exactly, and people mm. get exotified all the time. So like, Mm-mm. it's one thing for like people to be like, oh, don't film in public or whatever. I don't like being filmed in public, but if I see a, a little family vlog, I'm like, hey, what's up? You know, I'll be here. Mm, hey. um, but like, no, that is a complete, the, like the other side of that Oof. for the tourists. Like if, if y'all haven't seen the Asian bus video, go watch it. So you get an idea of what it's like before coming to Japan. Yeah. And that is in South Korea. It's different. Like it's a different situation, but you can get the idea of what it's like, you know, what to look out for and all that kind of shit. Yeah, that's true. So if y'all are watching and y'all are going to go to the Olympics, first off, let us know. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, because if y'all are cool, we're cool. We may meet up if we're here. Uh, yeah, if we're still here. If we're Caveat. here. <laughs> but be careful for that. Yeah, for we real. Can, like make a list of recommendations. And not just women, all peoples. Oh, watch God. out. All peoples. Okay, so last thing that I foresee. All right, what's up? So if you're a resident here and you're foreign, right? If you're American, you're whatever, you're not a Japanese national. Right. Um, I would say watch out for being treated like a tourist because I started noticing yeah. this when we've been going to Central these um, past couple of weeks. Um, back where we live, you know, people know us. But when we yeah. go into Central, like Shibuya and all that stuff, we look like all the other foreigners. So they assume yeah. we're just tourists. So I would just watch out for that. And if you do know Japanese, try to use Japanese more. As much as you can, honestly, Mm -hmm. because people are pretty accommodating. Because if you use Japanese first, they're like, oh, okay. Like, you probably live here. And then they treat you like a resident most times. But if you're going in speaking English, this and that, they're going to be like, ugh annoying foreigner. Because they're probably fed up by by the time they get to you. Yeah, you know? it's already been like pretty bad. Like more people are visiting, so ramping up into the Olympics. Yeah, and so Damn. some of the things I do to avoid looking like a tourist, even in like our hometown, um, try to speak less English. I try to avoid wearing backpacks mm. because backpacks are a huge signal for tourists, tourists, tourists. Um, and then I just try to use like a fanny pack or like a purse. Right, right. And then I just. Uh, trying to avoid tourist zones because i know we still kind of go in there because it's fun but i try I mean, to avoid stuff it to do you know like yeah sometimes you just can't help it like the tourist zone also has like the cool thing to do yeah but you know in other places if you want to go outside of like the main city city area yeah it makes sense to avoid tourist spots like mm-hmm. you can still go but i completely understand yeah. so one, that's those are my tips for foreign residents yeah one of the ways i avoid looking like a tourist like quote-unquote is like Mm. look because i like walking around and looking and seeing things like i was saying you know mm-hmm. so sometimes i do look like i'm lost because mm-hmm. i look like i'm just like in my head but no i know where i'm going i'm just like you know i'm looking at the trees or at the bushes or I'm taking your hi time to yeah, mm-hmm. yeah yeah but you know if it's a crowded area or if i see 12 you know whatever i'm like oh i'm sure i know where i'm going look straight ahead. <laughs> you're like Oop, <laughs> i know where i'm back going. on route look at my phone oh yeah i gotta go here shit let's go mm-hmm. so yeah like moving with a purpose definitely helps at least for me i've noticed like, yeah that's true yeah because mm-hmm. sometimes i'm just like la 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 and then i'm like oh god damn it i gotta look like i'm going somewhere like mm-hmm. you know like look like you're doing something yeah whatever i mean you also don't have to care but I don't like being treated like a tourist because they um, treat you differently for sure. We put a lot of money into their economy already, so I better right, be getting right. treatment as a resident. Mm-hmm. Also, a heads up: if you are a foreign resident here, people may worry about like overstaying. So you know, always have your residence card on you. Always have your you residence card. You have to card. legally, but mm-hmm. also you know, make sure you have it. Shit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's uh yeah, that's that. That's yeah, but I if do. you're if you're here, you know. You know, it basically. Yeah. All right. So let's close off this episode. All right. I want to know, will you be attending the Olympics? What are you asking me? Yeah, I'm asking you. I'm not going without you. <laughs> I'm asking you, though. All right. Look, I don't mind. I like watching the Olympics. Like, it's cool seeing like athletic True. stuff like that. Even in the States, I was like, oh, what's on? You know, like mm. whatever. 
will I go? Even if I lived in the States where it was happening, I probably wouldn't go. Mm. You know what I'm saying? One, probably it's probably expensive. Like, let's be honest. It is. And then also, we didn't sign up for the ticket lottery system. Right, 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 right. Um, and then number two, is it bad to say I don't care about the Olympics? Like, No, it, it's honestly just... Like, it's I really just don't outdated. Care about it. Like, I don't see the point of it. No offense to, like, for the, me. Yeah. But if, like, if that's your goal to do this, be this athlete or whatever, cool. I just, mm-hmm. I worry about, like, the morality and the treatment of athletes, but that's yeah. a whole different thing. I will not be attending because, like I said, I didn't sign up for the ticket lottery. Right, right. Um, but I also just don't want to be anywhere near any Olympics. Yeah, at first I was like, oh, it'd be cool to volunteer and blah, Same. blah, blah. But then, like, we gave it some time and think about it. And, like, we saw a bunch of issues. So and I was like, ah, I, was, I, I only know. wanted to do it because it would look good on my resume. Not going to lie. I was being super <laughs> Capricorn about it. And then I was like, you know what? That's not good. Because I feel like I won't be passionate about it. And second, I don't want, like, to do free labor and not be treated right. Because I feel like they're not going to give the foreign resident volunteers, volunteers the yeah. better positions probably not. especially because my japanese is not up par so i was like do i want to be laboring for japan no makes sense um as for me i don't want to go mm-hmm. i don't mind watching from a yeah. distance yeah, like, yeah i'll probably watch on tv might have like an after like i'll go to after party shit but yeah, yeah after parties i may hit up south japan oh yeah hopefully like i kind of want to go to a different asian country during the time but i do know travel's gonna be expensive so True. i just want to get away from the kanto region i feel like kanto might be cool you know hokkaido chiba like other places you know yeah just somewhere no else. chiba's still kanto oh it is i'm yeah, tripping yeah. i'm tripping Maybe up north, but I feel like I really want to visit South Japan. Yeah, it seems nice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so thanks for listening, everyone. Check out season one if you haven't already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, stay tuned for more season two episodes. Bye, y'all. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to the Abnormal Japan podcast. Stay tuned for future content by following us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Support us by leaving us a review, sharing us on your socials, or even joining the Abnormie community on Patreon. Until next time.